Well, good morning, y'all. This is Granny D, Dorcas Smith, out of Plymouth, Michigan. Truly, so welcome to be to our weight management call. We are very happy you are here, and it's all about success. It's all about our new skin TR90 program and Body Burn 30. But there's one other aspect that is absolutely right in there, and this is part of my topic today. Exercise, exercise, exercise. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be exercising to work out. It's exercise that's movement. You need to just move. And today, I'm looking at oxytocin and vasopressin. I'm reading from John J. Rahe's book, Go Wild. And he talks about, he's just talking about how we need to be and how we might be successful. And in this section, I'm talking about social relationships and oxytocin. Oh, my goodness. It is one of the most commonly gene-generated molecules in the human brain. And if you remember last week when I was talking about the little bowls, in the the little bowls, it's transformative because when that little male bowl sees that little female bowl and the right oxytocin spurts appear, he turns into a wild teenager, into a loving, caring, monogamous partner that looks after children and looks after babies. So oxytocin is a magical gene, but it's best when you make it yourself. And how do you make it? Exercise. Well, oxytocin and vasopressin together because they are the yin and yang. And it's not just in prairie bowls, it turns out. And this is, in many ways, the finding that nailed the centrality of this single molecule in the foundational behavior of a whole series of wildly unrelated species. The initial work with prairie voles has spawned what Carter characterizes as a tsunami of research. Literally, hundreds of labs worldwide are working on this single molecule. But one of the early Eureka experiments involved giving oxytocin to species such as rats. Males of this species are not given to hanging around, rearing young, and helping out with the housework. These males are by nature, well, they're more inclined to be rats. But the oxytocin-dosed rats adopted monogamous habits, including attentive pup rearing. Even the close relative of the prairie voles, the meadow voles, when tweaking their brains to enhance their ability to feel the effects of oxytocin, caused the exactly the, exactly the same behavioral shift. More monogamous habits with better attentive pup rearing. The initial research about oxytocin predated the work on voles as early as the 1950s. The neuropeptide had been identified and cited for its role in birth, lactation, and even sexual attraction. 
Further work in sheep and rats in the 1970s showed that oxytocin's role in bonding between mothers and young rats and sheep. Yet, demonstrating oxytocin's ability to organize the social system of prairie voles has tipped off scientists to the roles for this single molecule are far beyond the fundamentals of intercourse and reproduction. Oxytocin is the social molecule, and interest in it has built something of a, and the interest in it has built to somewhat something of a fever pitch, with the realization that although the molecule is manufactured deep in the brain, and has most of its most, and has most of its most profound effects there. It need not be injected directly into the brain, as was painstakingly done in the early research. It works in a, it, it works its magic administered as a ta-da, simple nasal spray, which is by far the most direct route to the brain. As Rathy notes, cocaine users know. <laughs> some substances that we inhale quickly enter the brain. If you remember last two weeks ago, I was talking about the aromas that you get when you walk in the forest and that there are chemicides that go into your brain because of what you are breathing when you walk near the trees. As a practical matter, this has made the experiment with human subjects easier and a lot less invasive. Nothing like a red nasal spray, ramping up this line of inquiry. Notably, experiments using standard tests for altruism. Now, altruism, let me go back to my little note here because I pulled it up. Altruism, the belief or practice of disinterested and selfless concern for the well-being of others. In other words, in zoology, the behavior of an animal that, that benefits another at its own expense, like being a parent and caring for pups. Really interesting, don't you think? All right, here we go. So, now I've lost where I am with altruism. <laughs> Hold on a second. Ah, there we are. So notably experiments using the standard test for altruism, that is, caring for others beyond what is necessary. For example, what parents often do with autistic children and sick children and senior parents. Exactly like those we saw with meditation and exposure to nat nature have delivered clear demonstrations that oxytocin enhances empathy and altruism, caring for others. Oxytocin made subjects more likely to part with their money to offset what they saw as unfairness to another person. Oxytocin also enhances what psychologists call the social cognition. 
that is social skills. For example, we can easily see how, and research has demonstrated this, our social bonds are dependent on our brain's ability to recognize faces, and oxytocin enhances that ability. It also enhances the ability to identify emotional states as they are displayed on faces, meaning the ability to read emotions in others. A whole series of experiments has shown that shown the molecule's ability to enhance trust in others. And this idea expands how we might think about the importance of social relationships. Research has also shown that oxytocin plays a key role in business transactions, especially in establishing trust. This is not, a squish, this is not as squishy as it might sound. Econ economists, economists will tell you that the workings of the marking, marketplace depend on a foundation of trust and that the glue of our economic lives rests on our ability to trust one another well enough to do deals. Following this idea backward now through of evolutionary time, you can begin to see where the, this winds through the human condition and how this group cohesion is part of our evolutionary success, our ability to adapt and prosper. Trust enables economy, a rule best demonstrated in negative examples, such as in places where anarchy and chaos have undermined all trust, those places have little hope of economic de development. There are a couple of interesting asides in this same line of research. People engaged in business transactions produce a spurt of oxytocin. If one person gives another person $10, the recipient's oxytocin levels spike a bit. But here's the kicker. If a computer gives that same person $10, his levels of oxytocin do not increase. And there's a bit of intra-specific research that is our personal favorite. If you engage your dog, hey Susan, your oxytocin level increases, as you might expect. But not only your oxytocin level increases, but your dog's oxytocin level increases even more. So if you want a spurt of oxytocin and you want your dog to have a little bit of love towards you, just give him a cuddle and you both will get a spurt. And you'll both be socialized better with each other with more love. And that just makes me that just is delightful. So make so take these realizations together. So when you give somebody a hug, you're getting a spirit of oxytocin. It's easy to see, <coughs> excuse me, how some of these might work to provoke a scientific feeding frenzy. You can get a hint of this in the appearance of a recent popular book about oxytocin that's gushing with promise and titled The Moral Molecule. This chemical begins to look like a magic bullet, uh -uh, especially, especially to people with autism. Remember, autism is characterized by that very lack of social ability that seems to center that seems at the center of oxytocin's field of expertise. Things like enhancing the ability to recognize facial cues and other such social skills can seem like exactly what the doctor might order. And in fact, 
Some work has been done with autistic people that encourages this conclusion. So here appears an inviting target right up the center of the medical model's line of thinking, an easily synthesized molecule that can be administered in a simple nasal spray is already the most common molecule in the brain and deals straight on with one of modern medicine's most intractable maladies and at the same time spins off into trust, empathy, love, and understanding. What's not to love? What's not to love for Big Pharma? Ooh. Aren't your spidey senses just going, oh, 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 there surely has to be a problem. Science Magazine caught this drift in an article in January 2013 that began as follows. Few substances produced by the human body have inspired as much hoopla as oxytocin. Recent newspaper articles have credited this hormone with with promoting the kind of teamwork that wins World Cup soccer championships and suggested that supplements of the peptide could have prevented the dalliances and subsequent downfall of certain high-ranking U.S. intelligence of, of of a certain high-ranking U.S. intelligence official. Although the breathless media cover coverage often goes too far, it reflects a genuine and infectious excitement among many scientists about the hormone's role in social behavior. Well, maybe, but haven't we been down this road before? Seen the allure of the magic bullet, the single pathway to solutions? Or as Carter put it, the public wants a faster answer. If we know it works, well, why don't we make a drug out of oxytocin? She added, such a solution seems a bit arrogant and stupid. To begin with, we know that from the very beginning of the work on bulls, that if you focus on the yin of oxytocin and ignore the yang of vasopressin, you are going to miss some key elements. And in fact, the yin-yang overstates the separation because both neuropeptides are very closely related in function, chemical structure, and evolutionary history. Both are important to both genders. But vasopressin has a decidedly male skew. And I'm going to stop there. Now, it's the balance between vasopressin, V-A-S-O-P-R-E-S-S-I-N, and oxytocin. And tomorrow, because I'm going to finish this section tomorrow, as I'm up twice this week, you'll hear all about how vasopressin, exercise, and oxytocin are related. And it's fascinating. Holy cow. Anyway, I'm going to stop here for today. It is a perfect time, 9.55. Thank you for listening. For those of you who might be interested, there is one team global global at 10 o'clock to help distributors become better at their jobs. I want to thank Frank Lomas and Brian Curry for all their amazing work looking after our technical side. And I hope this Wednesday that you have a great day. It is the 15th of 
January, and we're halfway through the month. Holy Toledo, Batman. Have a great day, everybody. This is Granny D signing out.